Hey, Chiro Corner listeners. Thanks for stopping by at the Chiro Corner, located at the intersection between health and wellness, a podcast dedicated to taking steps towards educating and entertaining one step at a time. We do apologize about the delay since our last podcast. We've been trying to schedule four doctors together, trying to get Dr. Egan to come and join us, talk to us about some pediatric stuff on top of Dr. Ryan and Dr. Dylan's schedules. It's been a little tough. So I'm going to jump on here. Again, Dr. Keating here. I'm just going to discuss some of the one of the newer kind of topics that I've found in the last week. And of course, it has to do with what everyone cares about right now. COVID. Such fun stuff. So, you know, we all have our COVID beliefs and we're all going to put that aside for now. You know, what, what causes it, how it's spread, masks, no mask, whatever. But what I'm going to talk about here is a little bit about the loss of smell, the loss of smell, loss of taste sensation, because that seems to be the one constant symptom that we do have that says, hey, you got corona. Now, again, disclaimer, we're not the CDC, of course, follow any CDC recommendations, social distancing, the six feet wearing masks, things like that. But I'm just going to pop on here and discuss this article I found from the Wall Street Journal. It actually came out on the 24th of November of this year. And it just kind of talks about how it's a, you know, interesting thing of why we lose smell, why that happens, because, you know, why the heck would that happen? Yeah, we could be congested and that could be part of it, but it's actually a little bit deeper from what the more recent science has kind of shown. So since the pandemic began, there's been doctors that have been puzzled at why this loss of smell occurs. It's occurred in almost as many as 80% of patients that have had a positive corona test. And, you know, it, it's a weird thing. Patients also lose some some taste with that as well. Patients have stated that they, one, can't smell. Two, smell things that don't smell like they smelled before. And three, lose some sense of taste. So what we call is, we, it's called paranosmia. Paranosmia is kind of the result of mixed up signals between the olfactory cells in the in the nose. And those are kind of the cells that detect odors, you know, they send up up to be decoded and interpreted. And there's been cases where, you know, little old Susie will go and she'll be in a chocolate factory and she'll smell the chocolate, but huh, that doesn't smell like chocolate to her anymore. We'll get into that a little bit farther, but it's just this parosmia thing. So what happens is we have olfactory receptor cells in the nose. They're kind of an extension from the brain, kind of one of the uh, more open endings of nerves. You know, we can feel things through our skin and, you know, through temperature, um, pain sensation, things like that. But the nasal receptor cells are pretty much right there exposed in the, in the nasal cavity. And that's what makes them a little bit, we'll say, different than the rest. Now, those receptor cells, they run up into the cortex, into the cerebral cortex, and they give that input directly right into the olfactory bulb. Once they're in that kind of olfactory cortex, that smell is sent to the orbitofrontal cortex via the thalamus. Now, if we do have like a lesion or something here, lesion meaning blockage, interruption path, you know, sort of cutting off that that communication, we can get things that are, you know, different. We get the inability to distinguish different odors. Things don't smell like they do, yada, yada, yada. But that is also where things get triggered like our autonomic responses, whether it's appetite, salivation, gastric contraction, things like that. Now, you know, like I said, we've, we've talked about a little bit about the different smell sensation, but there is the dysosmia, meaning just the fact that we don't have smell. 
And this is what the article from the Wall Street Journal really went into is, I'll use the term, this is the main one, it's burning the bridge. So what happens is, you know, we take in this this virus through the respiratory tract, most of the time through the nasal cavity. And that's why wearing these masks should work to protect us. But what happens is that the virus gets up in there and says, oh, these are some open-ending nerves here. Let's, you know, let's go as far as we can and do as much damage as we can. And what your brain says is, hey, hold on, slow your roll. Let's slow this thing down. So the brain says, eh, to protect ourselves, because those nerves and nose are pretty much a direct route to the brain, they say, hey, let's break this stuff down. So what your body does is kind of breaks down those olfactory sensation cells in your nose, therefore creating a loss of smell. Now that makes a bunch of good sense like that, but, you know, why does it last so long? Why are some people getting smell back in a week? Why do some still have it gone after a month? That all comes with just the speeding of the ability of the nervous system to recover. You know, different nervous systems take a while, and that's based on sex, age, inflammatory state of your body, things like that. So there's a bunch of different factors to add into the uh, regeneration of the sensory of smell nerves. But what happens is as we start to, you know, say the virus is out of our body, we've adapted to it, you know, we lose the things like fever, fatigue, malaise, uh, you know, sore throat, coughs, whatever it is. We lose those symptoms and your body says, okay, we're good to go. We're in a safe space. We're back to, you know, business as usual. And so what your body tries to do, it says, brain, make those connections again. Your brain goes and tries to make those connections again from the ones that were burnt off from trying to protect the brain, burning the bridge. And, you know, say there's three receptors. There's more than that. But say there's only three receptors and, you know, we put the receptor A to the to nerve A, receptor B to nerve B, receptor C to nerve C. That's normally how it would work. But when because your body's trying to adapt so fastly to gain back sense of smell because it is so important, even in taste, and I'll get into that a little bit, you know, it may put that receptor A onto the nerve C. It may put B onto A. Things like that happen. And so what your body realizes, it says, hey, I remember what that chocolate used to smell like. And what I'm smelling right now, whether it's, you know, some pine tar, chemical odor, whatever it is, there's a lot of people saying different smelling sensations when they do have that parosmia. It says, body says, hey, I know what that used to smell like. It should smell different. So what does your body do? Breaks down those nerves again and says, hey, let's try again. And of course, they try again. Say maybe they get two out of the, or one out of the three correct. Okay, that's fine. But let's take this to a grander scale. You know, you have a thousand different nerve endings up there to try to smell things. This has to, your body has to try to match a thousand back to a thousand receptors. That's a pretty difficult deed to do. And that's why it does take so many people a little bit longer to kind of regain that sense of smell back. Now, we'll go into a little bit of why we lose some of that sense of taste. This is my own personal opinion. I think that most of our loss of taste is from the loss of smell. I don't remember the exact statistic, but there are, I think it's probably 60 or 70% of your taste is actually from smell. You smell something and know what that's going to taste like. So taste and smell are very, very strongly connected. When you lose what it smells like, of course the taste is going to be different because you don't have that same 
stimulation through your, your nasal cells, your nasal receptors. When those nasal receptors are all out of whack, it says, oh, this doesn't taste like turkey. I hope you all had turkey. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I know we're a little bit late, but hope you guys all had a good time with your families, ate some good food, did the whole social distance thing. I know it was tough to, to see people, but you know, me and my family had a little, you know, small local gathering. No one really traveled anywhere. And, you know, you got to spend some time with some good people. And let's be real. Half the time you don't want to talk to your in-laws or your family members that you haven't seen for, you know, six months, something like that. So it has saved us from some of those awkward once a year, maybe twice a year conversations of, oh, hey, how you doing? Let's compare how we're doing now. So we did have a good Thanksgiving I know Dr. Ryan and Dr. Dylan also had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Uh, I believe Dr. Ryan and his pops were out hunting a little bit. Uh, Dr. Wenzel was celebrating with Dr. Egan, who we are hoping to get on this podcast pretty soon as we want to learn a little bit more about you know, pediatrics and how she is caring for her patients. But there is kind of you know one other topic that I wanted to discuss, and that's just going to be the, the maintenance aspect of chiropractic. You know, I, I had, I've seen some patients today and get to the point where I, I get them feeling good and they say, Oh, yeah, okay. I'm good to go. I'll see you. You know, I'll see you when it hurts again. And I just want to, you know, take 30 seconds here to kind of jump on the pedestal and say, you know what? Maintenance for, for chiropractic is so important. I actually just, uh, ordered a new set of tires for my car. Ordering sets of tires for your car, you know, preventative, preventing a blowout later on in the future, say they are getting a little bit worn. Chiropractic can kind of be seen, seen in that same way. Same thing goes with car oil changes. You're going to get your oil changed every five to 8,000 miles, I hope. You know, obviously you might be running synthetic. You might be getting a little more mileage out of that, but you're going to change it. You're going to check things. What we want to do is make sure your body is functioning in a proper manner before that check engine light comes on. We want your body to be at ease. I've probably said this before on the podcast, but the the breakdown of chiropractic is, say someone has a disease. If you break down the word disease, it's dis-ease. My main thing is I want to get the body back at ease. I do that by allowing the nervous system to reset. One of the great ways that we can also discuss chiropractic is kind of, uh, you know, Dr. Wenzel's gone into it a little bit, but like comparing it to a cell phone. Say your cell phone's acting slow and not working correctly, what are you going to do? Okay, what you're going to do is you're probably going to turn it off and turn it back on, kind of a reset. And that's essentially what chiropractic is to your nervous system. It's not so much turning off, but it's just realigning things, allowing the nervous system to function because that spinal canal is housing the spinal cord. That spinal cord is the main base for all the nerves that control your entire body. So the more we can get that in place and at a ease state, the better off we are and the easier our job as chiropractors is. It's always nice when I get a patient in here and they adjust real well and say they're feeling pretty good because the better they're feeling, the easier my job is. So why wouldn't I want them to be feeling 100%? Pretty easy for my job, hey? You know, I do not have any trivia for you guys today as it's only myself on here. Like I said, it's going to be kind of a short one just to give you that that article. And we will be posting that article on our Facebook page and sharing links as well on Instagram. So if you do want to check it out, go ahead and link it up there. I'll, I'll link it up to the social media pages. And again, if you do have any questions, comments, topics you want us to discuss, you know, feel free to email us at chirocorner at gmail.com. 
pretty simple, straightforward there. Even if you got some topics that you want to discuss on, you know, trivia, something like that, even a, you know, a supplement you want to look at. That actually brings me to a, uh, a quick side note about supplements here. I have ran out of my daily supplements that I take. My supplements that I take, you know, we haven't covered all these here, but I do take a uh, turmeric every day. I take a fish oil. We did cover fish oils last time with the kind of diet stuff, you know, omega-3s. I take a apple cider vinegar supplement, which is great for boosting metabolism, keeping inflammation down. And on top of it, I do take a green tea supplement, again, boosting kind of metabolism. Um, there's a lot of you know, noise around green tea extracts about its miracle weight loss stuff, but I kind of take it more as a boost metabolism, get you so you're up feeling good and, you know, feeling pretty good. One of our patients' favorite supplements here at the clinic is actually a, a Boswellia. It's sold by Standard Process. It's a great natural inflammatory. There are a lot of times where patients, you know, come in with, say they have liver or kidney problems, things with, you know, flushing out things like ibuprofen, acetaminophen, you know, those NSAIDs. And uh, the Boswellia is a great all-natural uh, component. It's a great supplement for decreasing inflammation when we do have kind of a newer acute injury to something. So I'll probably post some links to that on the social media pages as well. So we got Boswellia and I'll post that that article from the Wall Street Journal based on smell. So we'll wrap things up here. Like I said, short and sweet today. Let us know if you have any questions, and we will rock and roll from there. But thanks for listening today, guys. We've reached our final stop on the intersection of health and wellness. Tune in next time to see where we take us. Until then, Caro Corner listeners, see you then.